the guy behind me says, that's not going to happen, buddy. And I said, I'm sorry, excuse me? And he goes, my knees are already touching. I got absolutely no room back here. There's no way that you're reclining your seat. And I said, well, my knees are touching the seat in front of me. I'm six foot two. I mean, he goes, too bad. You're gonna have to deal with it. Let's see what happens here. Oh, oh yeah? You think you can keep me from reclining my seat the whole time? I wanted to win. I wanted to put this guy in his place. Yeah. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do when you're treated rudely. Yes, because it happens. It does. Over and over and over again. It certainly does. All right, here we go. Oh, we've got a really good one to talk about, don't we? Let's talk about our flight home from our cruise. Yes, let's do I get to tell the story. Okay, you tell the story. We get on our airplane, Delta flight from LAX to Portland, and just like normal flights, it's a full flight because we're cheap. We're sitting in the cheap seats. We're not up front in the big squishy seats. And we're one of the, in the last group that boards. So when we get in, you're sitting next to the window. I'm sitting next to the aisle and put all of our luggage up uh, in the storage bins above and sit down and start to get settled in. So I'm buckling up and I'm adjusting, you know, putting stuff in the pouches. And I usually adjust my seat just to make sure it's reclined all the way up. So I hit the button to kind of recline it back to then make sure it's all the way up so that it's ready for takeoff. Yep. And the minute I hit the button and start to try to recline it, The guy behind me says, that's not going to happen, buddy. That's not how he said it. How did he say it? He said it. That's not going to happen, buddy. I mean, he was snotty. Instantly aggressive. Oh, my goodness. Would be a a good way of putting it. Yes. And I said, I'm sorry, excuse me? And he goes, my knees are already touching. I got absolutely no room back here. There's no way you're, you're reclining your seat during this flight. And I said... Well, my knees are touching the seat in front of me. I'm six foot two, but I'm not expecting the lady in front of me to do that the whole time. And he goes, too bad. You're going to have to deal with it. You're not reclining your seat. It's not happening. I mean, he, in no uncertain terms, he declared that it was not going to happen, that you were going to recline your seat. Yep. That was that and end of subject. And he was abrasive as all get out. Yeah. Which instantly triggers my survival brain i am now very defensive you can't help that this is not this is not a choice when you are threatened in some way when someone tells you you aren't doing something and they in their tone the way they do it makes it aggressive it makes it a competition makes it a fight makes it a power struggle any human being whose normal functioning brain is going to kick into survival mode fight or flight and a lot of me wanted to go, okay, let's see what happens here. Oh, oh, yeah? You think you can keep me from reclining my seat the whole time? This is all internal. I'm thinking right. all this. And I, I wanted to win. I wanted to put this guy in his place. Yeah. And there was a couple of things I could have done. And I could feel it. Yeah. I could have... I could have said, oh, yeah, well, screw you and kind of escalated and then ended up in the news as, you know, this this fight that's on a a Delta flight somewhere. And because I'm wise enough and uh, self-aware enough, I'm not going to do that. I'm I'm not going to escalate it in some way. 
I could have tried to pull the uh, the flight attendant uh, into this and saying, hey, here's an issue. This jerk behind me won't let me recline my seat. We need to be moved or he needs to be moved or you need to deal with this. And I could have still fought to have my way. Right. I am allowed. I have the right to recline my seat. And now he's saying that I can't. So I demand my rights. I could have done that. Yep. But I didn't. Nope. What were you feeling when he was doing all that to me? You talk about how people have the flight or freeze response. Yep. I mean, there's fight, flight, or freeze. Yep. And I'm flighting and freezing. Yeah. I immediately am just like, oh, man, something big is about to happen. I was already uncomfortable because the seat in front of me yeah. was reclined back. Yeah. I'm claustrophobic. So and the seat was broken. Yeah. And so the guy couldn't even get his seat. So now I've got the guy in front of me whose seat is reclined against me. My husband, who's just been told he can't recline his seat back at all. And some guy who's being a total jerk shoving his knees into my husband's seat, which is going to make you uncomfortable. Yep. And we talk about confrontation a lot and a lot of times I'll tell you no no don't yeah. make a confrontation because it makes me uncomfortable yeah so for probably three or four minutes I sat in this oh my gosh what is Paul going to do yeah now the weird part about it is you never act that way or you never act like an ass I'll just put sure. that out there you just don't. Thank you. And so so why I get those fearful feelings inside of like, oh, my gosh, this is going to escalate and turn into something huge. I think that's just the nature. Human nature. Yes. Absolutely. And so I just kind of turned and so I just turned and kind of faced the sort of window because my seat wasn't even next to an actual window. Yeah. Trying to avoid whatever's coming next to allow you to have your feelings because that's the other thing. Yeah. You you are allowed to feel what you're feeling in that moment. And I oftentimes want to stop you from feeling those things because your feelings make me uncomfortable because I don't know what to do with them. Sure. Sure. And so I was uncomfortable for a little bit because yeah. I just did not know what was going to happen, particularly because I didn't know how the guy behind you was going to respond. Right. But that uncomfortable only lasted four or five minutes. The whole rest of the flight, I was pissed. Yeah. I was so mad yeah. that you were being made to suffer yeah. because some idiot behind you. Yeah. And I don't use those words lightly. No. I was upset. Because he was a jerk. Yeah. And I mean, it's one thing to tell someone you can't move your seat back. I mean, that's just completely inappropriate. But then to jam your knees into their seat the whole freaking flight long. Yeah, that's what That's did. rude. That changed it to me being angry. And then I was like, why aren't you saying something? Yeah. I wanted you to say something. Yeah. But... When we got off the plane, we had this wonderful conversation, and you explained to me why you didn't. Right. So why is it that you didn't do anything? It's not that I didn't do anything. I chose very intentionally what I did do, but if you were looking at it from the outside, it looked like I let him win. It right. looked like his bullying and his overpowering won, 
and he made me do what he wanted me to do. Right. And that's not actually the case because I am learning how to redeem really crappy situations, how to not waste those things that come up naturally. Right. So you and I, we take lots of pictures of us together every day and we post it. So we did a picture uh, of you and I, which conveniently had him in the background. Right. And I wrote an article about this on, and I posted it to LinkedIn because this is the reality of the world we face. We are constantly being bombarded with people who do not care about us, who do not care about our feelings, who do not care about how their actions affect us. They are totally and completely focused on their own experience and they don't care who they hurt in the process. And this isn't just one one off on a flight somewhere. This right. happens every day at work, at the grocery store, at home with spouses. Sure. This is the, the nature of the world and the life that we live in now. So we can't we can't fight every fight or we shouldn't fight every fight. Instead, we can go, I can I can be inconvenienced for a short period of time because my happiness, my approach to life is not going to be dictated by this other guy's behavior. I very quickly, when I realize this guy is going to be this way, if I pick this fight, everyone starts to turn here, I'm going to lose my influence with everyone around me. What if I have a client who's sitting on this airplane with me? What if I have someone who actually knows me and is watching me in real life situation and I don't live a congruent life with what I try to help inform people within my counseling practice and here on this podcast and between you and I, what if I don't maintain that congruence? Most importantly, the question that came up in my head is, how is my behavior going to affect you? Mm. If I escalate this up, are you going to be cringing because you're embarrassed by my behavior? Am I going to put you in a bad situation? Because I'm not traveling by myself here. Whatever I do affects you. Exactly. I actually turned around and tried to make eye contact with this guy's wife. And she was, I would use the word cowering. She was squished up against the window side. She was trying to avoid eye contact. You could tell that this is not the first time this guy has acted like an ass. Right. And it completely embarrasses her. It completely makes her cringe because she's now associated with this highly offensive, highly rude, highly immature person. Right. And I don't want to be someone as a husband who puts my wife in that position at any time, anywhere. That would be completely inappropriate. The other thing I did, though, again, because this is how my brain works, is halfway through the flight, I got up and I went and I talked to the flight, flight attendant. attendant. And I said, listen, you don't need to take care of this. There's nothing you need to do. I'm just fine. But here's the situation. I'm curious, what would you guys do if you were now put in the position of you have two passengers, both want their way, and neither one is willing to back down? Right. How would you handle this? So I did a little interview with them and I kind of paid attention to what they've been taught and how they handle it. I asked him how frequently this happens. And he says every other day. Wow. This is just a common. The nature of. Thing now. Yeah. And we have seen this show up in so many other ways around something like masks. You can't make me wear a mask. Exactly. You have to wear a mask. And we're trying to impose behaviors on people, which automatically instantly triggers that survival brain, that defensive brain, that fight or flight brain. 
it's just become this culture that we live in now. And we can either be passive in it, meaning we just are on autopilot and we, we just respond to it, or we can be intentional about how we live in this world now, because this is not going away. Right. This is never going away. No. And if you're going to be a good husband, if you're going to be a good wife, if you want to have a good relationship with your spouse, you're going to have to learn how to be prepared to be wronged without demanding to get your way. Right. Again, we understand that not everyone who listens to this podcast has the same faith system that we do. But for those who do, this is actually what the New Testament talks about because Christ suffered. He was he was crucified because he was unfairly condemned and yeah. murdered. He could have gone to the cross demanding justice. You're wrong. I'm right. This isn't fair. Screw you. He could have done that, but he did not do that. And all over the New Testament, it says, because he was treated unfairly, he's now the model for how we can respond when we are treated unfairly. Right. And a lot of people go, I don't like that model. Right. I don't like being pushed around or mistreated. But again, scripture clearly says he laid down his life. They didn't take it from him. He gave it. Right. He, he was still in control. And I believe that that is possible for every husband, for every wife, for every relationship out there as you interact with each other, but also as you interact with offensive, hurtful people on airplanes and in the grocery store and at the gas station and walking in the street and neighbors and coworkers right. and everywhere in the world. Are you prepared to be mistreated and how are you going to handle it? Right. This is hard. It is. If you want to read the article, Paul Elmore on LinkedIn, feel free to go and, and read that article. There's a picture of the guy. I actually um, photoshopped some sunglasses on him, trying to save his identity a little bit. I'm not trying to shame the guy, but I also get a little bit of um, revenge here because I get lots of people to talk to about <laughs> this and give my side of the story. Right. So if you're listening, dear sir, who was behind me, um, thank you for the story. Thank you for the opportunity to practice and learn one more thing in life and to maybe help someone else who's recently been mistreated and is feeling completely uh, like life is unfair to them. Right. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to practice getting better at living mature, wise, healthy lives. Right. It was a great flight home. Yeah, it was once we moved past the initial shock yeah. of it all. Yeah. It gave you a lot of good things to talk about. And I really appreciated once I understood why you didn't do anything. It wasn't that you were just stewing on it. Mm -mm. Once I understood why you made the choice not to respond yeah, and that you weren't just letting him no. have his way. It was like, yeah, that is so good. I got excited about it. You did. You were just, you couldn't wait to get off the plane <laughs> to tell me about it. So, yeah, I'm weird. I totally get it. I'm totally weird. It's not the norm, but maybe it gives me some power over situations that for a lot of people feel powerless. Right. And it's not just me. This is available to everyone out there. Right. And again, it didn't happen to me. It happened to us. Sure. This was something that happened to both of us. Yes. I never want to put you in a position where you are going to be embarrassed by my behavior. I appreciate ever. that. Ever. I haven't done great in that in the past. Sometimes I've said things that probably shouldn't have been said. 
<laughs> or you're tugging on my sleeve. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I, I've grown in this area. You you have definitely grown in this area. I, I remember the very first time I saw that side of you yeah. and I was mortified. Yeah. And I'm I'm so thankful that we as people grow. Yeah. When we are aware, when we when we recognize that we're not perfect and that we're aware that that we can grow and change and we make steps to do that and just become better people. Yep. And you are definitely I love the version of you. Not that I didn't love you then, sure. but you have grown and I love the version that you are now and I can't wait to see the version that you become yeah. and continue to become. Absolutely, absolutely. Anyway, we hope that this episode is encouraging in some way to someone somewhere. We hope, dear listener, that this is, <clears throat> again, it, it's striking a chord with maybe a situation you have been in recently and maybe giving you some alternatives or some ideas on what you could um, do in response to being treated unfairly. Yeah. So we want you to know you're not alone. Like yep. always, you're not alone. We're going through this journey with you. Yep. So if you want more information on just us or secure marriage or anything else like that, securemarriage.com is the place to start. We got yep. lots of resources available. Yes, anyway, we do. I think that's it, honey. I think so. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next time. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.